A preacher was giving an impassioned sermon about death and the final judgment. He said, Each member of this congregation is going to die and face judgment. And the congregation was full of very somber faces. Except for one man who was sitting in the front pew who was smiling. And so the preacher repeated his point with gusto. Each member of this congregation is going to die and face judgment. And the guy in the front pew nodded and smiled even more. And this continued. And finally the preacher could not go on with his sermon. So he stopped the sermon and he pointed to the man in the front row and he said, Sir, I don't understand. Every time I say each member of this church is going to die and face judgment, you smile. Why? And the man said, I'm not a member of this church. <laughs> is, this, is this mic on? Yeah. <laughs> Today's passage from Matthew chapter 3 also features an impassioned preacher. John the Baptist. Wilderness dweller. Prophet of God. Locust eater. Mmm, locusts. So good to the taste. So yummy. John's fiery message is for all of first century Israel. Both the ordinary Joe and Mary, and the extraordinary Pharisee and Sadducee. He cries out, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Repent. For the kingdom of heaven has come near. Let's say that together. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Repentance is one of the great themes of the Bible. It starts off as a tiny water spring after the Garden of Eden. And it grows into a mighty river through the pages of the prophets... Dwarfing the size of the Mississippi until it pours out over Mount Everest-sized cliffs in a thunderous waterfall into the cosmic ocean of Christ's cross and empty tomb. Repentance is a deep dive into the river of God's mercy. And this deep dive has historically been marked by one certain thing in the Christian faith. Baptism. Baptism has been the ordinary marker of this deep dive, of this confession of sin. Of this saying, hey, I'm going to leave one way of life and embrace a new way of life. The disciple's life, the God life. Or to say it differently, the life of the human being fully alive. question. Is this baptism here in Matthew 3 the same as our baptism? I'm seeing yes and no. No! It's not quite the same. The Reverend Dr. Ben Witherington, who's a New Testament scholar, informs us, quote, John is calling for the repentance of those who've already believed, namely Jews, including the Jewish leadership. Whereas Christian baptism is an initiation rite for those converting to Christ. A rather different matter. End of quote. So John is the opening act for Jesus. John's mission is to get people ready. 
Advent is the opening act for Christmas. The purpose of Advent is for you and I to help us get ready. Ready for what? Advent's purpose is to get us ready, ready for what? Christmas, yes, but more fundamentally, ready for Christ. At Christmas, yes. At the end of time, yes. In the present moment, yes. That's all the purpose of the season of Advent. Hear John again, Matthew 3, verse 11. I baptize you with water for repentance. But one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. And I'm not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now, repentance can be described in many ways. Many, many, many ways. It can be described as confessing your sins against God and neighbor. And with God's help, committing to live life differently. It can be described as turning from one way of life into another way of life. It can be described as getting your act together. God's way. It can be described as admitting you've messed up and cleaning up the mess. It can be saying you're sorry and then doing something about it. It can mean jumping into the river of God's mercy and letting His current of amazing grace take you all the way to the cross. Repentance is a strenuous street. It's not for the lazy. It's not for the cowardly. It's hard. And this is supposed to be a regular part of our life as Christians, but it's not for the lazy. It's not cowardly. It's hard. At the same time, you should not think of repentance as constantly beating yourself up for not being good enough. That's not repentance. Repentance isn't constantly living in fear that some minor indiscretion on your part is going to be met by God's awful wrath. Hardly. God is gracious. God is gracious. Let's say that together. God is gracious. Tell your neighbor God is gracious. Tell one other neighbor, just to make sure. As one spiritual writer talks about repentance this way, repentance can begin with tears or regret, but it should lead to confession and ultimately transformation. One reason weekly worship is so vital is because every week you and I are invited in the presence of God, among the people of God, to confess your sins. And for me to confess mine. To admit your failures. And to toss out all the spiritual and emotional trash of the previous days. And to receive God's soul-scrubbing forgiveness. And a fresh start for a new week. If having your soul freshly scrubbed and clean and a fresh start for the week sounds like good news to you, say amen. 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 Alright, true or false statement, you tell me whether the statement is true or whether it's false. Here's the statement. You can confess to God at any time. True, absolutely, and I encourage you to do that. I certainly do that regularly. But there is a power. There is a power to the gathered community. 
There is a power to the Spirit working through the gathered community and through the declaration of absolution by the priest when we have our general confession. When we have that general confession, and you hear those words declared by the priest, if you have truly confessed, you are truly forgiven. So don't just breathe through the general confession every week. Don't just say words. Oh yeah, we're in church. We say these words. No. Put your heart into it. Take it seriously. Use that general confession that we all say together. And the silence that we provide to unload your heart, to confess your sins to the Lord. And then when you hear the priest saying those words, hear them being declared to you as if by Christ himself. Hear that declaration coming from Christ himself. That is the power of repentance. Okay, now for a very terrible joke, which uh, some of you have been dreading and some of you are hoping for. So a doctor calls a patient of his, a woman, he calls her up and says, I have the results from the test that we did the other day, and I have good news and I have bad news. The good news is that you have 24 hours to live. The woman's like, that's the, that's the good news. What's the bad news? Well, the bad news is, I couldn't reach you yesterday. <laughs> the bad news, folks, is that is as good as the jokes get. The good news is we will move on now. <clears throat> Confess, not so much to feel guilty, but to feel free. Confess not so much to beat yourself up, but to begin in a new way. Confess regularly, not out of fear, but out of love. Confess not so much to live in the pain of the past. Man, I did these things. But no, to look to the potential of the future. John the Baptist's mission was to get people ready for Jesus. He was the opening act for Jesus. The season of Advent is the opening act for Christmas. Its purpose is to get you and I ready. Ready for Christ. At Christmas, yes. At the end of time, yes. In the present moment, yes. So, regularly confess. Regularly jump in the river of God's repentance. Jump in that river of mercy on a regular basis. And if necessary sometimes, ask for God's amazing grace to push you in. For remember, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Amen.